My family wasn't exactly thrilled about my plan to move to Anchorage in September of 2014. In fact, my cousins specifically told my parents that they could not let me move to Alaska, and if they did, they'd have to buy me helicopter insurance because I'd have to be medevaced out of the state at some point. <laughs> now, I thought that was a bit harsh, but I could understand where they were coming from because at that point in time, I'd had Crohn's disease for about seven years and four major abdominal surgeries in that seven years. But I was determined to go anyway, and after finding a job, finding a roommate on Craigslist, and getting on the plane, I made it to Alaska. I stepped off the plane without ever having been in the state and without knowing a single person, and being the socially reserved person that I am, I knew I had to come up with a plan to make some friends. So I joined a hiking meetup group and went on a couple of hikes throughout the month of September. And then in the first weekend in October, I decided to branch out a little bit further and go on a hike out of the Anchorage area to Tiehacker Mountain just out of Seward. So I joined the meetup group at Cars on Huffman and we planned our group to ride down to the trailhead with. And I ended up in a car full of pretty experienced hikers and I was really excited to learn from them and learn about hikes in the area. And everything was going really well until we reached Turnigan Pass. And at that point in time, my stomach really started to hurt a lot. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm just nervous. I've never met these people before. I haven't gone on hikes with them, and I don't really know the area that well. I'm sure it'll be fine once I get out on the trail and get going. So we make it to the parking area, and my stomach continues to hurt. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go check out the situation. And this is where I should explain that one of my surgeries for my Crohn's disease was to create an ostomy. And for anyone who doesn't know, an ostomy is where they take your intestine through your abdominal wall, and there's a small piece that sticks out called the stoma, and then I wear an ostomy bag over that. And that's what I poop into pretty much every day. <laughs> and so I went into the woods while everyone else was going to the bathroom, getting their gear together and to get out on the trail, and I went to check out my ostomy. So I open the bag and go to empty it, and blood just comes pouring out. And I'm like, ooh, well, that's not good, but maybe it's just a Crohn's flare, that happens. I'm sure it'll be fine, I'll go see a doctor this week and get it checked out. And so I close up the bag, head back to the parking lot to meet up the group. And the hike's going pretty well, I'm a little concentrated on the pain, but I'm like, okay, it may still be nerves and everything, so I'm having fun getting to know everybody and chatting about the hike ahead. And we get about a mile out on the trail and the pain just becomes unbearable. I kind of dropped to the back of the pack and wasn't talking to anybody anymore and was just really thinking like, okay, I have to come up with a new plan. I can't go up that mountain. But I also don't want to ruin anybody else's hike because I don't even know these people and I don't want them to feel bad for me or anything. So I pull two of my carpool mates aside and I'm like, hey, I have Crohn's disease. I think I'm having a flare, but it's going to be fine. It's not really a big deal. So I just need to go get it checked out. And they're like, okay, um, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll just head back and have my roommate come get me. And they're like, no, I think, I think we should drive you somewhere. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. And so they're like, well, okay, well, why don't you get on the phone with your roommate and see what she says? So I get on the phone, try to call her, but service isn't that great out on the trail. And so I text her and she's, she texts me back and she goes, okay, I can come get you in probably two hours and 30 minutes. And I'm like, perfect. I'll just go wait at the car for two hours, it's fine. She'll be there really quickly. And so they look at me and they're like, I don't know that that's a good plan to be in the middle of nowhere while you're having a medical issue in a town that you don't even know. And I'm like, yeah, I can see your point. 
And so one of them's like, well, how about this? I'll give you my car keys, and you can go to the hospital in Seward and get checked out. And after the hike, I'll come get my car, and we'll go back to Anchorage. And I'm like, all right, that sounds like a better plan. I like that idea. So I head off in the opposite direction of them, and as I get out of sight, I start running, because at this point, I really have to get out of the woods. I know something's not right, and I have to get to that hospital. So I get to the truck, which is the largest vehicle I've ever driven. I punch in the directions to Seward, where I've never been. I drive down the road, and I make it to the hospital. And the parking lot's pretty empty, and I've never been there before, so I kind of have to wander around the building to find the entrance. I make it into the waiting room, and I say, I have Crohn's, and I have an ostomy, and there's a lot of blood, and I need to be seen immediately. And because it's Seward on a Sunday, I'm the only person in the waiting room, so they take me back immediately. And the doctor comes in, and she's like, okay, why don't you take off your ostomy bag, and we'll see what's going on. I'm like, okay. So I peel off the ostomy bag, and there's just this giant black blob of intestine hanging out on the outside of my abdomen. And I look at her, and she looks at me, and I can tell she has no idea what she's looking at. <laughs> and I'm starting to panic a little bit. And so I'm like, let me call my surgeon in Boston. He'll know what to do. And she's like, okay, that's a good idea. And so I get on the phone with him. <laughs> and he, I try to call him, but he doesn't answer because it's late on the East Coast. And so I text him a picture of this giant black blob. And he calls back immediately and wants to talk to the doctor in Seward. So she chats with him for a little bit, and she hangs up, and she's like, okay, we have to get some sugar. And I'm like, sugar? And she's like, yeah, sugar reduces swelling. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of that technique before, but sure, that's fine. And so she goes into the waiting room and grabs sugar packets off of the coffee cart, and we just start <laughs> dumping it all over my stoma and my abdomen. And she's like, okay, let's see what happens. And so we wait. And nothing happens. <laughs> And I'm like, let's come up with a better plan. I think I'm going to call my surgeon again. And she's like, okay. So I get back on the phone, call my surgeon. At this point in time, he's already talked to doctors in Anchorage and the surgeons in Anchorage. And they've come up with a plan to medevac me <laughs> from Seward to Anchorage. So they call for a helicopter. But the helicopter can't make it because weather is too bad in Turnigan Pass. So they call for an airplane from Fairbanks. So I wait in the room for the airplane to come. And while I'm waiting, I hear one of the, the carpool guy who I had borrowed his truck come into the waiting room and asking how I'm doing. And of course, they can't tell him anything about me because I don't even know him. <laughs> and so he takes his keys and takes his truck with all of my stuff in it and drives back to Anchorage, I'm assuming. <laughs> and so finally, the airplane comes and they fly me up to Anchorage. We take the ambulance over to Providence, and there's my roommate of the past three weeks looking at me like she has no idea what she got herself into by selecting me as her Craigslist roommate. <laughs> and so as, she, as I'm being wheeled back to the operating room after the surgeon has explained that my intestine was dead and that they needed to remove that dead piece immediately so that it wouldn't continue to die, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew that it seemed dead. It's just been hanging out here all day. <laughs> and so I'd already had four surgeries in the past seven years, and I kind of knew what to expect. And so as they're wheeling me back for surgery, which turned out well, as I'm here today, I couldn't stop thinking about my family, the hikers that I had left out on the trail that had no idea what happened to me, the fact that I probably 
didn't need the helicopter insurance, but I could have used some airplane insurance, <laughs> and that I couldn't wait to get back out on the trail again. Thanks.